Ladies and gentlemen, now It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined once again this week by the number one producer in Late Night, Sherry Voluntary. Yay! Sherry, how are you doing? I'm wonderful, thank you. All right, well, that's good. Cold. Yeah, I know. It is cold. I actually had a picture <laughs> of that. Uh, people were talking, we're in the polar vortex. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And from what I understand, you know, this is, people outside of our area won't know this, but generally speaking, up on the plateau in East Tennessee, you get more winter weather than we do, like in the mid-state, because it it just, Mm -hmm. it usually doesn't quite get cold enough or whatever. Yeah, we're higher in elevation. But this is actually, right here is a picture from outside my apartment. Look at that. I mean, so where's the road? Yeah, so it must be a libertarian name. <laughs> really? And it's all white. So there you are. There you have it. Oh, <laughs> so there you have it. No roads and it's all white. You know, that, by the way, that was a perfect time to mention. Guys, you got to get your tickets. You got to get your tickets if you want more just comedy gold like that. It's the It's Too Late 2021 live show. It's on March 20th. Uh, Andrew Avery actually uh, made me aware of this, that if you're, if you're going by like the anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve, the anniversary is like actually right around, depending on what day you count it, the 20th or the 21st of March. Oh my so goodness. the It's Too Late 2020-21 live show, March 20th, will be the anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. We're going to celebrate it together, live wow. music, dessert bar, you got to get your tickets, facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV. Click on events, go to the Eventbrite page, get your tickets. It show tickets. I, I think that makes you the official show of COVID. Yeah, it is. We are the official show. <laughs> i tell you what. So this is actually like a running gag from last week. So I, I, I feel like I need to apologize. We had some adult language on the show last week. <laughs> and it, it, it far be it for me to ever have adult language but I, I am actually genuinely trying to do better because I feel like we want to grow the show and there are those dick shitters out there who say right. <laughs> I would have I shared the program but you know you said X or Y and that's not something I want to share on my wall or, or right. whatever Right. and, and so I, I do try to tone it back a little bit but last week I actually, both on social media and on the show, decided I'm going to say a particular trigger word or phrase over and over and over again. Just because I, I, it's like at this point, I know it's one. At this point, it's like what, the fact that everyone around me is getting banned and I'm not. It feels like like people are going to be on to me that right. I'm I'm a spook. I'm Nick Sarwark because I'm not getting banned, <laughs> and they are. And so I, I called I called the lieutenant governor of Louisiana a a happy phrase on yeah. on like on social media over and over and over again on Twitter riding that short yeah <laughs> and <laughs> and nothing happened nothing happened I mean first they they shadow ban you and now they just ignore you that's just like they're abusing you they're not just like beating you up once they're wait they're like the police they want to come home and kick you around a little bit and what's that what's that cuck you... phrase that all the ron paul supporters used to say like this something about they ignore you and then you win or whatever i don't know it, it, i i forget but the point of, well, i don't know what step i'm in but this i'm in the ignore step apparently that's that's which <laughs> one i'm in so uh right. yeah so there you are i feel like i feel like this was a decent monologue but 
<laughs> I love how you're critiquing this show as we go. <laughs> I'm, it's funny you mentioned that. I swear to God, I thought about doing this. I thought about, this just goes to show you how self-indulgent I am, that I really don't do this show for anyone else. I just do this show for me. Yeah, well, yeah. No, seriously, it's like, you might recall, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the Tom Woods show. And yes, as you mentioned the game, as I was, I was on the Tom Woods show. And I was on the Tom Woods show. Too. Yeah, like 18 million years ago, <laughs> back when Sherry Voluntary show was... I, I didn't have that yet. Oh, you, oh, you didn't. Radio show, so, it, so it has both born and died. Wow. Well, so anyway, I happened to look <laughs> in the comments of the episode, and it was it was mostly just retards. Oh, and it was and and then <laughs> and there was a lot of other people that said some positive things, and some other people that said things like, "Well, you know, Tom said this, or or Alan said that." But there was one comment in particular that somebody said. And I quote, because uh, I've, I've burnt this into my mind. He said, you know, Alan seems like a nice guy, but he's useless for the liberty movement. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so naturally me being me, I get on my account that's It's Too Late with Alan Mosley and I reply, my movement. <laughs> you know, it's funny is actually someone beat me to it somebody else said what movement lol and i was like ah that right. guy must be an it's too late with alan mosley viewer right there you know what's funny yeah. is, is that even like jeff dice to a lot of those people respect and who is obviously you know president of the Mises institute has been on the tom wood show right he himself has said many times i'm i'm over that i'm over the whole movement mm -hmm. idea let's 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 focus on the battles we can win. Let's focus on self-improvement. Let's right. let's focus on community, but let's let's not worry about liberty cuz you just right. end up with another tea party that just becomes Yeah. That happens yeah. itself when you do all those other things and Yeah. Far be it from libertarians to be beholden to a movement. Yeah. So so the point being is is not, it's it's not like it's just me. It's not like it's oh it's 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 that cynical Allen that's that way, but us but us good libertarians, we're fighting the good fight. No, 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 no. That's right. you you sound so naive. But anyway, I just I just wanted to share that story that the guy said, you know, so he's useless for the liberty movement as if I don't A say there's no such thing as a liberty movement. And, right? and B, I actually take that as a compliment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I knew you would yeah, I know. when you said it. I was like, he loves that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this guy, he didn't trigger me. He did he did it was like a positive triggering. It was it's like in the gold star. He gave me a happy ending. It's kind of <laughs> Guys, we've got a great show in store for you. We'll be right back after this break.
I want to say really quick, by the way, that commercial break that we just came out of, that's an awesome commercial. And that is for is. Path to Liberty, which is a show that you can find on Odyssey, YouTube, yeah. uh, Twitter, Periscope, Facebook, and every other place you can think of. It's done by the Tenth Amendment Center, hosted by Michael Bolden himself. Which, by the way, I happen to have it on good authority. Michael Bolden's going to be coming back on the program here pretty soon. Ooh, good I, emoji. I know. But you got to remember <laughs> to go to 10thamendmentcenter.com slash path to liberty. I mean that. It's a good, it's a good show. If you're, if you're a history buff like me, if you, if you, you know, if you like, because if anything, this is the beautiful thing too, is we've talked about on the show before where when there's a Democrat in office, all the Democrats hate the 10th Amendment Center. And all the Republicans right. are like, yeah, let's let's get them libs. Get and then when there's a Republican in the president's presidency, then all the Democrats are like, let's hmm, tell me more about this nullification. And then the Republicans are like, boo. The, they're they're cruel. Well, the thing is, though, is that, of course, you know, now we have a Democrat back in office, Joe Biden. But the but I actually heard from Bolden that the Republicans are still giving him a hard time. And the reason is is because they have done some really good work here lately uh, talking specifically about uh, bills in different states around the country to uh, to limit civil asset forfeiture, to break up the partnership between federal and state police so that they're not getting funding for military-grade equipment, that sort of thing, um, right. and, then, and then gun control. So the Tenth Amendment Center obviously supports state initiatives to resist federal gun control. And wouldn't yes. you know, surprise, surprise, I think Montana and one other state was doing this. They had a they they both had bills going through the chain to to resist federal mandated gun control. And who mm-hmm. do you think came through to lobby to submarine those bills? It was I... it was police unions. No. Police unions and no. right wingers who like to talk we love police who, unions. exactly and we actually had a conversation <laughs> about this recently is and, and and another thing for the police unions is is they're afraid that those pieces of legislation would hurt their going going full hog on the the war on drugs so it would hurt the war on drugs if these pieces of legislation were enacted and so they're against them for that reason and then you have right-wingers that that's where they're at right it's that they they tell themselves <sighs> that they're pro-liberty pro-individualism, mm-hmm. pro-Second Amendment, but then they're also, they're, their enemies are anti-cop. And they right. have to be different than their enemies. That's what coalition politics does to you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. My enemy yeah. hates X, so I must love X. So since their enemies are, anti, are, are ACAB, they have to love the cops in their unions. Well, but the cops in their unions want to submarine these bills. And so... Mm-hmm de facto they're against those legislation it's just it's so funny that something like that comes along and and they're it's actually going through committee it's they're they're having votes on these bills and they're getting shot down by right-wingers not left-wingers right yeah. exactly it's gonna take the right wing to enact gun control <laughs> it's just it's just funny that uh i know bolden had said that there's several states where there has been some movement in the right direction uh, talk about uh, privacy, talk about facial recognition, those types of things. And that mm-hmm. uh, I think he was talking, I forget if it was Pennsylvania or Virginia, that he was saying that for years when they had a Republican majority in their state house and Senate, they could not get anything moving. 
And then as soon as the Democrats took over, they passed a facial recognition ban. Wow. You're, you're, they're they're cool. being out-libertied by the freaking Democrats. Can you believe that? Sh <sighs> Actually, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Sherry. What yes. time is it? Meme of the week. Oh, man. You know, we're going to be talking a little bit about this later on in the show. <laughs> Gina Carano, I tell you what, just as a, as a total random aside, you have, you have like mm -hmm. these, you know, wannabe Antifa types, the punch a Nazi people, which by the way, if right. you ever look at any of the profile pictures for any of those people on Twitter or Facebook, those people have never punched anyone in their lives. <laughs> they broke their hand when they not did. only not only have they never punched a nazi but i most of them i'm pretty sure gina carano will whoop their asses if they punch oh. they punched her she's she's she got some some muscle on her yeah well i mean she used to she used to like fight mma so you know okay then. yeah you didn't know that I didn't know that. I knew she must have done something because that girl is like. Yeah, she was an MMA fighter like a tank. and then retired. I mean, she's a pretty woman, but she's the tank. She, yeah, she retired from MMA and went into acting because in acting, you don't get punched and kicked and choked and all that stuff. <laughs> but the point being is is that, yeah, she, she totally. Yeah. Anyway, let's answer some viewer mail. Yay. I love that sound. I know, it's great. Yeah. Dark Matrix. You're a Dark Matrix. <laughs> Amanda Bowers writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, at our now annual hurrah, March 20th, get your tickets, will we be able to close the sketchy portal we clearly opened last year? Do we need to bring <laughs> offerings to Suzanne Sherman? Will there be chanting? <laughs> well, I mean... We're yeah. we're in Ice Age 2020 or 2021 right now, and then before that it was the Rona. You know, I, mm -hmm. okay. So I'll be honest with you guys. Things have really gone to shit since our since our episode 100 show yes. last March. I'm not saying that we did it. I am saying Suzanne I mean, did it, but exactly. we didn't do it. Exactly. But but if you if you want to confront Suzanne personally to ask her why she has brought us such bad tidings, um, yeah, she'll be at the now, that would be the time. Be I, I'm going to bring, if you have any extra babies laying around, mm -hmm. you should probably bring them. Just saying. She she needs sacrifices. All right. Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan <laughs> and Sherry, if it takes several tries to make tea at the right strength without bitterness, is that a steep learning curve? Just no, just don't respond to it. Then, then he'll go away. Don't gray rocket. Don't, are we gray rocket? Don't, don't. So, Mike Meharry writes, Dear Alan Sherry, weather wise, would you rather deal with extreme heat or extreme cold? What easy? Okay, easy. what I, I, I'm in an extreme heat girl, so you'd rather have extreme heat than cold. I've lived in the extreme cold, let me tell you, it ain't fun. Okay. See, I've had some like random Yankee types tell me that, oh, it's better to be cold because you can always put more clothes on, but you can't take more clothes off. You can't. Well, I was like, okay, you know, as I as I sip my tea from my like eighty six <laughs> degree weather in Orlando or whatever, <laughs> and they're they're like, well, you can't, you can't take more <laughs> off. Like, 
They're they're bundles right. of sticks, every one of them. So, <laughs> so so you're so Sherry's correct. Uh, extreme yeah. heat is better. Uh, MD Colt writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, how hyped is?" Uh, by the way, we've had a lot of really negative uh, references on this program already. We're not we're not 16 minutes in, and we've had a, like we're trying to get banned. I really am. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, how hyped is Alan to have Josh Heupel as the new Vols head coach? Or should I have saved this question for sports ball? So, I'll tell you what, I'm actually not very hyped to have Josh Heupel as the coach of the Vols. So, we, so, so for the sports ball people out there that are like, oh, I enjoy your bread and circuses. All right, Start take 30 song. seconds off. All right, on, on, the, on the 15. <laughs> all right, now. So, no, I'm not excited that Josh Heupel's the new head coach. <laughs> a lot of people will tell you that that was the best they could do because of the toxic situation that Knoxville is right now with incoming NCAA sanctions. The program's been running the ground. Always. That's all BS, guys. Money talks 100%. Mm-hmm. If they were willing to go out and pay somebody $7, 8000000 million a year to get one of the best coaches in the country, they could totally do it. Um, I just I don't think they're really willing to spend that much of money, no matter what you're hearing in the press. But you know what? They know they know what my number is. Call me. I got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with what you said. Yeah, Alan. I figured you would. Uh, <laughs> Mary Lynn Willimowski, Mary and David, Liberty Late Night, writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, if you had 24 hours with no obligations and money was no object, what would you do? Hmm. I know what I'd do. I'd get my tickets to go to the It's Too Late 200th show. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to wait for the day when you have infinite money to to afford the ten dollar tickets. Hey, I'm gonna live it up in Colombia. I'm gonna go to the finest restaurant Colombia can. Ponchos. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The, it's a lot of nachos. But man. the great thing about ponchos is, and and Sherry can testify to this. Not only is it, not only are the portions like this big, and not only That's is it massive. just. Like this is what the gods eat on on in Mount Olympus is <laughs> chicken fajita it's nachos. Good. That's what they eat. It's actually not that expensive either. No, I mean surprisingly not. And if you come to our show, our live show, you can you too can eat at Ponchos and their little baby kindergarten toilets. I'll tell you what, we'll like we were gonna do this with like some select like our inner circle people, but I'll tell you what. If you're if you're coming that weekend and you buy your tickets, after you buy your tickets, you you email or message me on social media with with your little receipt saying, "Hey, I got my tickets." And we will we will hook you up with the time and place for our little inner circle ponchos cuz 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 you guys don't know this, but my like my actual my my friends, my friends who come to my annual live show, they just come for ponchos. They don't give a damn about my show. They, yeah, okay. So they, so in the first year it was just for ponchos, and the second year it was also just for ponchos. But they were pleasantly surprised that there was a dessert bar. And right. now this, we're gonna eat our way through. Columbia. Now in year three, it's still mostly ponchos, but now they expect a dessert bar. Expect it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I swear. We we deserve it, like free healthcare. <laughs> but who deserves what, Jerry? And who decides? Okay. Uh, Celeste Annis writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, with all of the snow, do you plan on going sledding? Do you guys even have enough snow out there to go sledding? We have no snow. We have no snow. That's bullshit. Zero. That's bullshit. 
Yeah. Cool. It's like flurried a little bit, but we had a lot of black ice, which makes me really. <laughs> why's it gotta be? It why's it gotta be black ice, Sherry? Why it gotta be black though? Yeah. yeah. It almost killed me once too. Oh, of course, the black ice would almost. Jesus. <laughs> Clay Davis writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, what has the Snow Queen gone and done now?" So, so he's talking about Suzanne Sherman. So, so for folks who are new to the program, Suzanne Sherman of the Wasatch Report, who's been a multiple-time guest on this program. So she's so. If have you ever seen what's that? What's that movie? Ma Maleficent or whatever. Yes, Maleficent. So, it's so good. that's Suzanne. Yeah, in boots. In boots. Yeah. That is, that's her in that, boots. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's a documentary. Cowboy. Like you're seeing you're seeing <laughs> Suzanne in real time. So there you go. Uh, I want to see like her face on the Wicked Witch of the West that's like riding across the sky in the Wither of Oz. That'd be awesome. I love Suzanne. Does it bother you that you're supposed to be the producer and like we're almost halfway through the show's <laughs> runtime and we haven't even made it out of the viewer mail? <laughs> Uh, yes, it bothers me very much. Move on, young All right. man. <laughs> uh, Adam Sikosin writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, do you like theme parks? Oh, no, that's, no, that's the next question. What is your favorite childhood memory? Sherry, what's your favorite childhood memory? My favorite or my first? Oh, no. It's, oh, I'm sorry. Is it your, what is your first childhood memory? Okay. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> I, I know you don't have a favorite. I mean, it's just, they're all so wonderful. It's hard to right. Pick. Oh, yes, they okay. were amazing. But what, what was um, your first? <laughs> well, it, it might be my favorite too. It was uh, falling off a cliff when I was like three. My mama catching me. I didn't know till years later. I kept having this dream, and she's like, "Oh, that's when you fell off the cliff, and I caught you by the ankle." Yeah, that's happy childhood, right there. <laughs> um, how about you, Alan? My my first memory is standing next to my mom in the kitchen while she was making me a bologna and cheese sandwich. Oh, with your little curly top. Oh, I bet it was I got to find that picture of me when I was a kid. I I I post back on that the gold one. standard I had it and I would post it around once that. a year. I actually don't look, I very I look very little like I did. When I was when I was yay big, I actually had like sandy blonde hair and and bright eyes and I was I was Happy. I was steeped in the glory of the Lord and <laughs> just <laughs> Well dear Royce, dear Alan and Sherry, do you like theme parks? Any favorites? Um I want to like theme parks. Yeah. It, you you like theme parks over there. But then when right, you're right. there you realize like like fifteen percent of it is theme and the other eighty five percent of it is park. And you're just, you're just standing in line and sweating and <laughs> little kids crying and sticky everywhere. Yeah. Children. Yeah. Children. Um, do you have a favorite, Sherry? I, I used to love to go to Lake Winnipesoka when I was a kid. <laughs> but I I like museums and stuff more now. Like I don't know. I'm I like roller coaster. I used to. Now I just don't yeah, they're not my speed anymore. So for political reasons. I'll say Disney World. <laughs> if Anna K is listening, my favorite theme park is, is Disney World. D Disney World. Disney World. I love it so much. Jonathan Carenza writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, this is ridiculous, Sherry. you got to get on this. Look at that clock right there. 
You got to get I on this. I need a whip. Jonathan Carranza writes, which series do you like better, John Wick or Jason Bourne? I feel shamed about this question because I love Keanu, as you know. Uh-huh. He is my soulmate. <clears throat> and I have not seen the John Wick movies. Whoa. That's a big yikes right there, Sherry. I know. So, well, I, I guess that means you're not necessarily picking. You're just saying. You I mean, seen no. Them. Well, it's still my favorite because it has Keanu. I mean, no, 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 no. You hadn't seen the movies. I, it doesn't count, but, Sherry. But I saw him pretending, like practicing. Oh, oh. Yeah. Mop on aisle seven. So this is what I'll say. There, you you pick these two different movie series, but they're really different series because I feel like the the Born series is meant to be more. Like, it's an action movie, and it's a thriller, but, and and it's certainly, like, it's not The Godfather. It's not exactly the most intelligent movie series ever made, but it, it's it's meant to be more mentally engrossing, whereas the John Wick movies are meant to be watch Keanu Reeves kill people for an hour and a half, and so they're mm. they're trying to do different things, and I think that they both do them well, and they're not trying to do the same thing, so I don't think it's a good comparison. Um... Wick movies. Last one, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan Sherry, what is the best Girl Scout cookie? Sherry, what's the best Girl Scout cookie? Samoas. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, the correct answer was Thin Mints. Guys, we will be right yeah. back after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Guys, welcome back to the show. We're going to lead off today. Lead off, lead off, Sherry. Lead off halfway <laughs> through the damn show. I swear, I got to find. Wonder what Blake's up to. <laughs> anyway, hey. I'm, I'm, he's tending a goat somewhere. He's oh, he's tending him, is he? Suckling a goat. Jesus. <laughs> Guys, we're going to start off with this. See Gina Carano's tweets and posts that got her fired from The Mandalorian. Tell you what, it's it's funny. Life comes. I'm gonna take a quick break. Life comes at you fast, right? Like a few weeks ago, The Mandalorian season two had just wrapped up, and people were just they were just gushing. They were just gushing because uh, if you if you don't want to hear any Mandalorian season two spoilers, like mute this for the next thirty seconds starting now. So Luke Skywalker, and there you go. That's all you need to know. Luke Skywalker, and he was in it, and it was awesome. And there you go. So, I mean, that's, that's really all you need to know. That was the end of season two. Luke Skywalker was there. It was awesome. He kicked butt. Everybody. So, the point being is, all right, Sherry, Sherry, we're done with the spoilers. Sherry, Sherry, we're done with the, Sherry, Sherry, we're, we're done yes. with the spoilers. All right. Oh, all right. Okay, cool. I haven't seen it So, yet. the point being was, it's just, it's, it's funny how you had all this goodwill. Like, people were coming back. A lot of people were saying, you know, maybe, maybe this is what kind of brings disney star wars back from the brink right is that you've you've got kind of this this goodwill built up from a successful season two from the mandalorian and then they go and fire one of the characters from the show 
So we're going to go back to it. Gina Carano tweets a post that got her fired from The Mandalorian. Actress Gina Carano has long embraced the force of speaking her mind, an act that got her booted from the Star Wars spinoff Mandalorian. The former MMA fighter was confirmed on Tuesday to have been kicked off the Disney Plus show where she played Cara Dune with Lucasfilm stressing there are no plans for her to ever return. The Star Wars giant made no secret of why she was canceled, ripping her, quote, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities, which it called abhorrent and unacceptable. So we're actually, we're actually going to pull this up. We're, we're going to read this. This was the most recent one. Now, there was a few other posts from earlier, but I don't, I don't think it's fair. It's like, if you said something a year ago that made people upset, and then you said something else a year mm -hmm. later, and then they fired you, it's not fair to, to reference the thing from a year ago, right? Like, if they, let you, if they let you continue on for a whole year, then that tells me they were willing to live with it. So let's, so right. let's look at the last thing that she posted on Instagram. <clears throat> that led to her eventual firing. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Sad face emoji. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views. I mean, <laughs> how dare she? Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you call for civility? I mean, that's just as as far as things go, it's like like what I knowing that she was a controversial figure. I mean, when I say controversial figure, she wasn't a hardcore leftist. She was in Hollywood while not being a leftist. That was what she did wrong. But when you see, when you know that, but she's not fired, she's not fired for a year or two, and then you see she eventually is fired, and it's because of her most recent remarks, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh man, like, must have dropped the N-bomb on somebody, like, right? Like, something, it must be something bad. She strangled a child. It was that right there. And that, I mean... It, so they're mad at her for calling people who were beating Jews bad. It, it, the, is that right? Well, she was saying that, so when when the government first made neighbors take up arms against each other simply for their being who they are, and, and right. you know, everyone's been using this incitement word lately in re reference to Trump in January 6th, but talking, that that's, but pointing the gun the other way is that they're they're yeah. inciting the mob they're 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 kind of spreading that ignorance and hate right. by getting they're targeting i mean this is what this is what cancel culture and the woke mob does the fact the yeah. fact that she was willing to put a label on the woke mob like that was really enough to get in hot water it wasn't even necessarily mm -hmm. saying i'm better than you or you're wrong or you're always wrong it was just identifying them just right. identifying them was enough so we're going to go a little bit further. I actually want to share a few of the other things here because they have some of the other statements she's made over the years. Um, it was So that one was deleted by Wednesday along with another one of someone wearing multiple masks with the caption, Meanwhile in California. 
Um, okay, that's just a place. That's not an ethnicity or a religion. Well, it, it, no, it was a picture of someone wearing multiple masks with the caption, yeah. meanwhile, in California. So she's making fun of people who wear multiple masks, which is funny because right. I make fun of people who wear multiple masks. So that's that's plus one for Gina as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. here's another one. She also jumped in on the conspiracy theory over the suicide of pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, posting a square full of letters containing the message, Jeff... Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. So, but the thing is, is a, there's, it's so funny, the, the phrase conspiracy theory, because people mm -hmm. use it very deliberately. It's meant to be, if you even entertain something that we've labeled right. as a conspiracy theory, you're just, you're a nut. You are a crank. Might as well be a flat earther. Yeah, you're, yes, exactly. You're on, you're on the level of a flat earther if you believe in anything that we, the cathedral, have listed as mm -hmm. a conspiracy theory. Tell you what, there's a lot of people out there of a lot of different political persuasions that don't think that man killed himself. Right. Yep. But I digress. This, that wasn't the most recent one either. Uh, this wasn't the first time that she's caused the hashtag fire Gina Carano to trend over her outspoken opinions. Once, for the first firestorm she sparked online came in September when she addressed the presser to use trans-friendly pronouns instead updating her Twitter bio with the words beep slash bop slash boop. <laughs> I love this woman. Don't, don't you like her more you. and more? The more I, I do, I do. I really okay. do. And she followed that up with, by the way, I'm not against trans lives at all. They need to find less abusive representation. So again, Ooh. it wasn't that she was attacking a particular minority group. She was mm -hmm. attacking the mob. And, yeah. but that to them, that's worse. If she had just said, there's no such thing as trans, they're mentally ill. I bet they would have hated her, but they would have expected that to come out of her mouth. By the way, that's not what she said at all, but they would expect right. it. But she, they're more angry with her because she targeted the woke mob. She ta targeted their power because the power is the mob. Yes. So she clarified later, it has, quote, zero to do with mocking trans people, but about exposing the bullying mentality of the mob that has taken over the voices of many genuine causes. I want people mm -hmm. to know you can take hate with a smile, so boop you for misunderstanding. <laughs> I know, this is fantastic. Uh, a month before that, she had taken on someone who told her that Black Lives Matter protesters were, quote, trying to educate you so you can get on the right side of history. Which, by the way, if that's how you talk to someone, they're not going to join you. Right. She said back to this person, quote, in my experience, screaming at someone that they are a racist when they are indeed not a racist, and any post and a research you do will show you those exact facts, then I'm sorry, these people are not educators. They are cowards and bullies. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, can I send her a marriage invitation to marriage me? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you can do that now. So she, she also wrote, Democratic governor's leaders now recommend we all wear blindfolds along with masks so we can't see what's really going on. Ooh. She also joined calls to open up businesses and churches. 
She said, quote, because people are dropping like flies from depression and suicide, overdoses, and murder. Um, she just wants to kill Grant. Yeah. She also talked about fixing the electoral system because she believed that there was fraud with the election. Now, that's a big no-no. You say that, that's yeah. a big no-no. Um, so she talked about being against voter fraud. Uh, so this was, this was the last time she specifically addressed cancel culture. She, she said, noted, be yourself. No, not like that. <laughs> she said, quote, if you are silent about your beliefs because you are worried someone will be offended, then your beliefs are not that important to you, but rather what people think about you. What people see about you will speak more loudly than how people feel about you. Because in the end, when we stand up for what is right and true, we will have many who hate us or love us, but will all know what we are fighting for. Very good. I mean, it's like what we say about principles, right? Well, I, it's just... What makes this, it's, it's all ridiculous on its face. It's all ridiculous on mm -hmm. its face. But just the point that, that that's who you're trying to cancel. Like right. you're not, like you're not trying to cancel politicians who vote for war. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not trying to cancel people who, you know, you're not trying to cancel people like the, like the union, the cop unions. You're not trying to cancel cop unions right. who support legislation yes. to go after guns and drugs you're not you're not wanting to cancel teachers unions who are keeping the schools closed and keeping your kids yes uneducated you don't want to cancel any of them you want to cancel someone who says something like uh hate us or love us but know what we're fighting for that's that's who you that's it that's the like that's the woman right. that's the woman you want to cancel so by the way there's a couple of things i want to address before we go to the the next break one of them being you Never, this is like a tip to our folks out here. First of all, don't debate with people online. Fuck them, who cares? <laughs> but second of all, I said a bad word. Damn it. Whoopsie. But we need like a slip sound. Whoop, get, whoop, whoop. You're supposed to bleep it. They're supposed to, you know. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing is, is that yeah. there's no point in debating with people who don't argue in good faith. A perfect mm -hmm. example is someone who they don't give a damn about the Constitution and what it says. They, they want to win. They want to do whatever they want to do, and they don't care what the Constitution says. However, mm -hmm. if they're trying to do something and they can make a constitutional argument for whatever onerous thing they support, they'll gladly yes. throw that in your face. If you have a constitutional argument, they'll ignore it. So right. there's no point in debating that person. They're not arguing in good faith. Another right. perfect example, as it relates to Gina Carano, is there's a lot of people out there saying, ha, you capitalists, you libertarians, this <laughs> Disney's just a Lucasfilm, they're just a private company, they can do whatever they want. Right. And you know what? This is what, this is what capitalism does, because she was costing them money by, by turning viewers and, and buyers away from their merchandise because she's not she's not <laughs> representing the company very well. So they're losing money. Right. So she's losing them money. And so she deserved to get fired. That's capitalism in action. Ha ha ha. You look at, of course, the person has like a, a you know, hammer and sickle in their, in their profile. Right. And they're saying, ha ha ha, it's capitalism. Oh, is it now? Hasbro's <laughs> Gina Carano Star Wars figure scrapped. But what about this? Cara Dune toys were popular, selling out not long after they were released last year. But they have no intent to make any more 
now that Gina Carano has been fired over her social media posts. So wouldn't you know that, <laughs> it, isn't it just beautiful, Sherry, that this, that this strong, independent female character, which by the way, mm-hmm. I just want to say this really quick, and, and, and I know we're, we're not, this isn't really a huge spoiler, we're not going to do spoilers on Mandalorian. It's just the simple fact that there was a number of female characters at the end of season two that were portrayed being powerful, being competent. Mm-hmm. One of those chief characters is Cara Dune. Which, by the way, the, the actress who plays Cara Dune could also kick your ass. But that being neither here nor there, <laughs> she's portrayed as a strong, competent, fierce, female warrior soldier. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is probably, by the way, my most circulated tweet I've ever made. Because a company like Disney that thanked the most evil organization on earth, the Com- Chinese Communist Party, yeah. for the privilege to film near a concentration camp, fired Gina Carano for saying hurtful by the way, troopful things to the mob. Disney only wants strong female characters in fantasy, not in reality. Right. By the way, that was back on episode 124 of It's Too Late. You can go watch Comrade Mulan, where we talked on this program about the live-action remake of Mulan, how they filmed it near Uyghur concentration camps in western China, and how... uh, It's disgusting. I, I thought we were against concentration camps, but they... They had a good. They had a good shot. So, right. yeah. So we're not going to cancel filming near concentration camps in China and thanking the Communist Party for the privilege, but we're going to cancel Gina Toronto. Right, guys. We'll be right back. I mean, it's only yeah. Because. It only makes sense, guys. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. For the uh, last segment tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about a tale of two governors and also about a tale of the, the governor who dared resist the will of the people nationwide and our new president Biden talking about governor Ron DeSantis down in Florida defiant DeSantis blasts Biden administration amid report of travel limits. Now I do want to say really quick, just to be fair to the hashtag fake news world out there. I don't put it past the administration to potentially, because they did say options were on the table. They want to hurt Florida. They want to hurt Florida because Florida's not doing things the way they want them done. And they, and, and by the way, they're succeeding. They're, they're doing well. And this is related to the Rona. Exposing them. And, and Ron DeSantis fired back saying, uh, he lashed out the Biden administration promising that the state would strongly and swiftly oppose any attempts to block Americans from traveling to the Sunshine State. Uh, By the way, just really, I I don't want to get too deep in this article. I I just want to say like the economy's in the tank, right? Because of government lockdowns. And particularly the travel industry. I think it's more than, I mean, the, the goodness knows the airlines already got another bailout and they're, and they're, are, they're already wanting another one. 
Right. And and don't get me wrong, I no one should be getting bailed out, and, and least of all the airlines. But you can at least understand that the reason they're wanting another bailout is because no one's freaking traveling. No, the the half the airplanes are more are grounded with no passengers on them because you still have a bunch of states and municipalities with onerous mandates and lockdowns, right. and people don't want to travel, or they or they can't. And then you have the Biden administration doubling down, saying, well, not only are these industries basically totally in the tank. But we're seriously considering making people have to get tests, have to get vaccinated in order to use plane travel. Or in this case, saying, well, look, them, them, them anti-science folks down in Florida, they're not towing the party line. So we're, we're going to block travel to Florida. I, I don't think that will happen. I, I want to be, like I said, I want to be fair and say I don't think that'll happen. I think that's just a bunch of bluster. But with that said, boy, what a time to be alive. That you like, what a time to be alive! That you, in your mind's eye, you can picture checkpoints with bunkers and barbed wire, like on the border between Georgia and Florida, as yeah, if it's frick, as wild. if it's the freaking Berlin Wall, like right, East, East and West Germany. Just, where, where are we at that that's happening? So, so DeSantis called consideration of travel restrictions absurd and a political attack on the people of Florida. He said it would be ridiculous. Um, any attempt to restrict or lock down Florida by the federal government would be an attack on our state done purely for political purposes. I, b- by the way, I, I think he does a good job of, of framing it as an attack on Florida and its people, not just on him, his administration, because, right. because it is, because if they, if they were to, uh, enforce stricter mandates or lockdowns if they were to enforce uh, travel restrictions either nationwide as a whole, but specifically banning travel to the state of Florida. It's just where do you like where do you get off saying, you know, to to any free person, you're not free. You're not free if you if you can't travel from one state to another state in the United States, you are not a free person. Period. Full stop. So I, I don't think that they would attempt it. I, I, I just, I think that that's a bridge too far. With that said, I, I, I also think it's just interesting. Like we're sort of, we actually had a question in our viewer mail last week, what we thought about people running for president from the different parties in, in 2024. I'll tell you what, Ron DeSantis is setting himself up, isn't he? Yes, he he's, is. He's setting Very himself much. up to kind of be the Republican wonderkin for 2024. And if if, yes. if, if Florida go, goes on to triumph in this whole debacle, then, yeah, DeSantis is going to look good. But I'll tell you what, it's a tale of two governors. Not even a year ago, you didn't hear a lot of people talking about Ron DeSantis. And to be fair, Florida... Florida did what a lot, what basically everybody did in the beginning. And, and they didn't really know what was they were dealing with. They didn't really, the data wasn't out yet. The, the right. data wasn't out yet to determine the difference between a lockdown state and a non-lockdown state to see who was most at risk from the virus, old versus young and all that. Um, and so there, there were early lockdown measures in Florida. But after about June, Governor DeSantis kind of backed off. Say, say, look, clearly this isn't working. We 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 can't tank the economy for a year or more at a time over a virus. We got to move on with our lives, and they did, and everything's been rosy since then. But you compare that to someone eight, ten, twelve months ago, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, the governor <laughs> of New York. Now that was somebody you might remember before Biden had won the nomination. There were people out there saying, hey, maybe Andrew Cuomo. 
maybe Andrew Cuomo could jump into the race and sort of be the firebrand that that consolidates the base, and he'll run against Donald Trump. And maybe, and maybe a year ago, he would have had a better chance at it. But I think <sighs> our friend Andrew Cuomo's political career is all but shot. So we're going to move on to this. Yeah. Andrew Cuomo admits to withholding nursing home deaths. You don't know. No, you don't say. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has accepted blame, but has not apologized for a lack of transparency about COVID-19 deaths in nursing homes. <sighs> by, by the way, lack of transparency. Right. Not a lie. Not they knew for a, like, not their policies absolutely killed 15,000 people and they knew early that they had fouled up big time and their, their actions mm -hmm. immediately led to excess deaths from the virus. That's, that's, yeah. that's not a lack of transparency. That's a cover up. Right. It, it's just so Mass funny murder. that. Like you could get this, you can get this article from a left-wing source and assuming they wrote about it at all, it, it would be lack of transparency. Right. You get this from a right-wing source, it's cover up because that's what it is. It's a cover up. Yeah. More than 15,000 New Yorkers in care homes have died since the start of the pandemic. What did you call him earlier? You called him 9-11. A one-man 9-11. A one-man 9-11, one Andrew Cuomo. He did. He killed more than people than Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. But until late last month, the state's health department had logged just over 8,500 fatalities. I, I, I don't even want to get into the article more than that because we're running out of time. I just want to say the man has accepted no responsibility for it whatsoever. But he did. He had this one really damning quote. Just, it's incredible that the words came out of his mouth. He specifically, he, so last week in a private conversation leaked to the New York Post, a top aide to Mr. Cuomo confessed to covering up the real numbers and withholding information out of concern that data was, quote, going to be used against us. Well, you know, Mr. Cuomo, when you have political opponents and you get caught lying about your actions directly leading to the deaths of 15,000 people, yeah, they might use that against you. Yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll end on this. It's Michael Malice has said this recently that it's, it's hard to tell. Maybe it's a byproduct of the fact that basically the Democrats are in control right now. They've got the White House, they've got the House, they've got the Senate. That, in some ways, the mask is falling off faster because they don't really need you. They have, they already got your votes. You can keep your. You know, right. you can keep your issues. They, they got your vote. But that you've seen a lot of people actually kind of turning on Cuomo. The fact that this report is out at all, the fact that it was on Twitter, the fact that different news outlets and not just conservative outlets were picking up this story mm -hmm. kind of tells you that, yeah, there's a lot of smoke there yeah. that people are saying, oh, so, so maybe that stuff that the right-wingers and Trump was saying like six months ago about New York being a authoritarian hellscape where they killed all the old people. Right. So actually, yeah, that turns out to be very true. They're cutting them loose so they don't get any they that are, stank they on are. them. They are. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, they are getting that stank on them. They don't want to stank on them. Yeah. It is. He's totally it. radioactive now. Yep. So yep. it's, it's just interesting how quickly these things can happen where, like even 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 before or at the dawn of kind of the COVID era of politics, 
Cuomo was a hot commodity, and now he's done. He will never reach a higher office. He's done. Whereas thank if God. you only, yeah, thank God. If you only got your information from Twitter and the New York Times, you would think it was Ron DeSantis that was <laughs> just an absolute <laughs> monster that right. he, he'll, he'll never work in this town again. Yeah. And yet he's the one that, man, all he has to do is just keep saying and doing the things he's saying and doing. He'll, he'll win the Republican nomination. He's just right up there. Yeah. I, I, I really hope the Democrats double down and just run Cuomo. I hope I hope Biden says I'm too old and steps aside and they just run Andrew Cuomo. I really be do. Beautiful. That'd be beautiful. Wouldn't it though? Like, don't it don't would. you want that to happen for all the I mean, <laughs> for all the meme for the memes? Yeah. You want it for the memes. Right? So bad. Yeah. What was it that they were calling his brother that got everybody upset? They're calling him Fredo. Fredo. Alfredo? <laughs> no. More That's like, funny. yeah, more like, yeah, that is the best Fredo. More like Fredo Corleone. <laughs> I mean, do you think that'll get us banned? If no. we say Fredo, 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 not, Fredo, 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 Fredo. too close to white people. Ah, that is true. Mm-hmm. And white is right. That is correct. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this. Hi guys, it's Alan here, and I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness all-natural products, from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, guys, you can find our whole library on Odyssey now. Odyssey, run by the LBRY folks. It's an awesome decentralized platform. Don't wait around for the next big thing. You can get on it right now and tell the big tech people, the YouTube, Facebooks, and Googles of the world to shove it. Go to odyssey.com slash at Alan Mosley TV. Well, there you are then. There you have it. You have, a, you have any final thoughts? Uh, don't go to New York. <laughs> don't go to New York. But but if you have a if you have a Gina Carano action figure, leave that thing in the box. Yes. Leave that thing in the box wrapped. It's gonna be worth some money. Capitalism. Someone should someone should get one and give it to us so we can you can have it as a door prize at episode one fifty. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Guys, make sure to get your tickets to episode 150, facebook.com slash TV events. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week.